It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. From the studios of 97.1 The Sports Animal in Tulsa, Oklahoma, welcome to another episode of the Locked On Thunder Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your gracious and humble host, Eric G., thanking you so much for making us a part of your day. Coming up on this show, we are just a couple of days away now from the NBA draft. We'll talk about the possibilities that the Thunder could do with that number 21 overall pick. Plus, now that Anthony Davis is a Laker, What does that mean for Oklahoma City? How aggressive now does Sam Presti get? Why aren't we hearing anything about the upcoming draft? Well, I'll give you all my opinions on that coming up here in the first two segments. Plus, we'll talk about the Toronto Raptors winning the NBA Finals, as they have done. Um, But most importantly, we'll talk about the parade and how astonished I was that you would have a situation like you did at that celebration where you had gunshots fired, people were injured, although it's not seriously, and then you had a stampede because I just would not have think think or thought that that kind of situation would have happened in Canada. My name is Eric G. I work for 97.1 The Sports Animal in Tulsa, Oklahoma. I am the co-host of the Pat Jones Show, and if you've not checked out Thunder Maven, you need to do so. It's basketballmaven.io slash thunder. And we've got some big news as uh, Maven has acquired the good folks from Sports Illustrated. So check it out. Just go see what we've got and the kind of content we're producing there. And um, what else do I need to tell you? This podcast being brought to you in part by Hotels.com. Don't be hate-liking your friend's trip. When you go on social media, don't hate-like it. Book one yourself and get all the rewards you can possibly get from basically everywhere. That's Hotels.com. So Anthony Davis over the weekend gets traded to the Los Angeles Lakers. And as per usual, when big news like that happens, Thunder fans start to panic. I myself can be included in the in the start to panic, what's next for the Oklahoma City Thunder group, After this big news went down, which let me just say real quick, while I am on this kick about Anthony Davis, I really like the move for New Orleans. I like it better for New Orleans than I like it better for Los Angeles because with New Orleans, not only are you getting Zion Williamson, but you've got the number four pick, which you could possibly spend to get Bradley Beal. Um, That's one of the major talking points right now going around the NBA. Or you can get another cornerstone piece to help build around, and you can grow this young team together a la the Oklahoma City Thunder with Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, and James Harden. And you may turn it into something. I also like getting Lonzo Ball and getting him out of L.A. and giving him an opportunity to play with a guy like Zion Williamson. I mean, there's another... That that essentially becomes Lob City Part 2 or 2.0 with those two guys playing together and it should, if the, theoretically, if New Orleans does everything right, that should be one of the most fun teams 
to watch grow in the NBA over these next five years. As far as it goes with the Los Angeles Lakers, A, you've got to take Anthony Davis's health into consideration. And I looked, Anthony Davis hasn't played a full 82 games at any point during his NBA career. And thank you to Bill Haston the other day on our show for bringing this up. This guy has spent a lot of time in the training room and not necessarily helping his team win basketball games. So if I'm a Los Angeles Lakers fan, while it seems all good and well, you do have to worry about Anthony Davis staying healthy, especially if the Lakers somehow cannot manage to get that third superstar, or if not superstar, that third sort of equal player to go along with them. I would be a little worried about that if I am a Los Angeles Laker fan. The other thing that I will say, for as great as Dwayne Wade is, and he is a Hall of Famer, and for as good as a guy like maybe Kyrie Irving or Kevin Love is, LeBron James has never played with a a player of this particular caliber. A guy that can take that last second shot, a guy that doesn't need LeBron James in order to be clutch. And while their games should complement each other, um, you're talking about two guys that are very good in the pick and roll, especially Anthony Davis setting picks and getting to the basket and LeBron James handling the ball. All that is fine and well. Just when it comes down to taking that last second shot, A, can LeBron James give it up? the way that Michael Jordan did to a guy like Steve Kerr or to a guy like Paxson, and B, can Anthony can Anthony Davis, one, not only defer to LeBron James, but remember this, can Anthony Davis have enough backbone to stand up to a guy like LeBron James because he's earned his way into the NBA? This is one of those situations where it's not... The, the telltale signs of this going bad are not in the same category as when the Lakers signed Dwight Howard and when they or traded for Dwight Howard and signed Steve Nash. That I knew wasn't going to work. Despite what all the pundits were saying, I will tell you, and you can ask anyone that listened to my show in Albuquerque, New Mexico, where there were a ton of Laker fans, I said it wouldn't work, that Dwight Howard would never be able to handle Kobe Bryant. I was right about that, and I said Steve Nash was old. So as much as people want to give to the Lakers now, while I don't think it's in that category, I still think there are enough factors here that could make it go wrong and still leave a hole for a team like Oklahoma City. But what does this mean for Oklahoma City? Well, it means what we've been talking about for a very long time, and that is Sam Presti has got to be aggressive. He has got to go back to when he did things when he did things two summers ago to bring Paul George to Oklahoma City. He's got to be that kind of aggressive now. And the Thunder have this 21st pick that's sitting out there. And we're talking a lot about what could the Thunder do? Could they trade it? Could they possibly entice someone to take that pick and get a ready-made player for it? Is Dallas a good trading partner? Is Houston possibly a good trading partner now because of all the turmoil going on in that organization? And, and, and I cannot think of a time, even with Anthony Davis going to the Lakers, where the Thunder have been gifted so much turmoil, so much drama in so many other teams, where now you've really got to take advantage of it. And I'm sure, look, Sam Presti, I don't doubt, Like as, as I throw out all these opinions about who Sam Presti Presti should call, 
who he should be talking to. I have absolutely zero doubt in my mind that Sam Presti has probably made all these calls. It was probably four or five steps ahead of me in making some of these calls. But the first people I call, and I've said this before, and I know I'm not breaking any new ground, but I hope you can hear it in my voice just how, for lack of a better term, stressed I am with this Oklahoma City Thunder team and wanting to see them get over the hump. But my first call is to the Houston Rockets. I want to see if the Rockets are willing to be a trade partner. I need to know yesterday, three weeks ago, if I'm Sam Presti, are you interested in Dennis Schroeder? If, in fact, Chris Paul wants out and you're moving that contract, are you interested in him to be the replacement? Are you interested in Dennis Schroeder for being the replacement to Chris Paul? That is the first question you've got to ask. If the answer is yes, that's when you got to get Crazy Daryl on the phone. And I call him crazy because I think of that crazy eddies or whatever it was, everything must go. That's when you've got it. That's when you've got to start forcing Daryl Morey into crazy Daryl mode and see if he will give you a guy like Eric Gordon. And I love the move for the Thunder because even though it would give you three starters, including Paul George, over the age of 30, as the team is presently constructed, if you are in win-now mode, then go for it. Absolutely go for it. Put four guys over 30 on the court at the same time. If you're about winning now and taking advantage of what is this very small window that is open for you to maybe actually win an NBA championship or at least get back to the NBA Finals. But now you've got to call Houston. You do have to see what's going on with Washington. Cleveland is another team that we've talked about. But standing pat, and Sam Presti knows this, you know this, standing pat, not an option for the Oklahoma City Thunder. And as bad as I want wing help, as bad as I want to see shooters in there, I also want to see some guys who can come in and play two ways and not give up what I think you're going to have to give up on the defensive end because as I can as I construct all this and put it put it on paper and put it all get it all out from my head to my mouth yeah I want Andre Robertson and that hefty contract gone but I don't know who's going to take him and if I'm not and if no one's willing to take him am I willing to deal a young guy like Terrence Ferguson and possibly waste all that development that I've had on him So many questions to answer. We will have some of these answers coming up in the next 48 hours. But coming up here on the Locked on Thunder podcast next, I will tell you that the Thunder could get rid of Steven Adams, but there are some issues with that. I'll explain what they are and who the Thunder need to be targeting as his replacement because there's a definite guy out there. We'll get to all that here on the Locked on Thunder podcast I do want to thank the good folks at Grip Six Belts for sponsoring this. Go to gripthenumber6.com. That's gripthenumber6.com. Comfortable belts, good-looking belts, awesome belt buckles, and a great gift for any occasion. That's Grip the Number Six Belt with the promo code. You just go slash L O C K E, and you can get twenty percent off your first purchase. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. 
Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for listening to the Locked On Thunder Podcast. I am Eric G. Read a headline today in Thunderwire. And not that I want to call them out, because I think the guys at Thunderwire do a, a fairly good job of giving you good information. But the headline read, Stephen Adams could, could get moved despite hefty contract. And when you look at what Stephen Adams is making, which is about $25 million a year, you do think that that is, and there's no way to argue this, that that is way too much to be playing or paying a player of Steven Adams' caliber. Steven Adams needs to give you a whole hell of a lot more if that is the best he is going to do for you, which is be good on defense, be a good rebounder, and then score some points. Which, by the way, you look at Steven Adams' numbers, if you're just looking at strictly rebounds and points, the guy is almost averaging a double-double. That's not bad. It's just not enough in today's NBA. The problem with the headline is, and yes, that salary looks heavy, but let's remember that it is below a max. And that the whole reason Steven Adams got signed to a five-year contract and Victor Oladipo got signed to a five-year contract, and both were about three years ago, early in the season, and it was freaking people out, was for moments like this. Moments like this where Steven or Sam Presti can go to another GM and say, I've got Steven Adams. He's got two years left on his deal. It's going to be over $50 million, but that's less than what you would pay for him on the open market. It is essentially below a max contract. It's a team-friendly contract. He's a good character guy. He'll come in. He'll fit in with the organization. He'll do everything you ask for him. And if you want to develop him beyond where we've been able to develop him, go ahead and take your chances. But we're at least giving you a deal for a guy that, A, you know is going to be under contract for two years, and B, isn't as expensive as he could possibly be. And because of those things, you may in fact see somebody bite. Now, the problem with trading Steven Adams, as much as we may want to see Steven Adams out of Thunder Blue, and we, we may want a better player is there are no guarantees that if you trade him, A, you're getting back a player in return that gives you what you really need, which is three-point shooting and defense, because you can't... The, the, the problem that the Thunder have got into over the last few years is you sacrifice, you sacrifice one for the other. And the Thunder really can't afford to do that if, in fact, they are going to compete. And so whether you're getting Paul George's fill-in for the time that, that, that he's on the shelf, whether you're getting Dennis Schroeder's replacement if you trade him to come in and play backup point guard, um, whether you're getting Steven Adams' out-and-out replacement, that's where the no-guarantee comes in. So what are you going to do? You're going to re-sign Nerlens Noel, who hasn't opted out yet, but if you're Nerlens Noel and you're smart and the Thunder trades Steven Adams, then yes, you opt out of the contract so you can make more money from the Thunder. The guy you have to target, the guy you absolutely 100% have to target if you're Oklahoma City and you're getting rid of Steven Adams, is Brooke Lopez. You almost had him at one point when he was with the Nets. You didn't get him, but now you've got an opportunity to get him on the free agent market. Last year, he only made $3.8 million. 
Problem is, there's two problems with this. One, I would think that Brooke Lopez, even at the age of 31, is going to get more than $3.8 million. And two, there's no guarantee that he's going to come here. That's where it gets dicey to get rid of a guy like Steven Adams. And the one thing that about the one thing about Steven Adams that that makes me pause in all this conversation is how well he and Russell Westbrook can work together on the floor. And and it's more of a matter of the Thunder continuing to use Steven Adams down low than necessarily Steven Adams limited skill set that is keeping him from being an effective part of this offense. If the Thunder would continue to go to him throughout the games and, and give him an opportunity to score inside more than just the first 12 to 24 minutes of a, of a basketball game, then maybe we wouldn't be having this conversation. But that's what, that's what the Thunder do. And the Thunder love to shoot outside. So, yeah, I do think Steven Adams could be gone but I also think that it comes with a little bit of pause for cause because just because he's gone doesn't necessarily mean what you're getting is what you need to get for his replacement. And I'm not real thrilled about the opportunity about bringing Nerlens Noel back as his full-time replacement because why Noel, while Noel may be more athletic, you're talking about half the points and and half the rebounds from Nerlens Noel. Maybe if you're playing in more minutes, he gives you more, but I just don't see him being that long-term solution. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I'm Eric G. Coming up next, how did this happen in Canada? We'll tell you what we're talking about here on the Locked on Thunder podcast. And don't forget, Untuck It makes a great gift for any occasion. Just go to untuckit.com. Slash NBA, you'll get a discount on your first purchase. It's a great gift for dad. It's a great gift for grads because, well, it is graduation season right now. It's a great gift for uh, your first round draft pick. But whether you're on a date or whether you're in the meeting, it's untuckit.com. You'll look great either way. We'll finish things up on LOT coming up next. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As we finish up here on Locked on Thunder, I do want to remind you that we are doing our draft special on Locked on NBA, so make sure you check that out at LockedOnPodcast.com. Just go to LockedOnPodcast.com, look for the Locked on NBA podcast, and we're doing our draft special. And I'm on there talking about how the Thunder have traded the 21st pick to Dallas uh, in exchange for Tim Hardaway Jr., as what as one of the trading pieces for Oklahoma City, I also want to think that the uh, Thunder got Justin Jackson in that as well. I thought we made out pretty good playing for 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 the first time I ever played Sam Presti. I thought I did pretty well for the Oklahoma City Thunder. You be the judge, and uh, don't forget to hit me up at G E E H S O or at Locked On Thunder. Those are our Twitter accounts. Congratulations to the Toronto Raptors on. Winning the NBA championship, I, like a lot of other people, will tell you that I'll, I'm putting an asterisk by that championship because 
You've got the Golden State Warriors who were not at full strength when ultimately they lost to Toronto. So this championship and whoever wins the next one, even if it is the Oklahoma City Thunder, the asterisk is there because until you get past Golden State at full strength, it's hard for me to give you credit. Just like the Houston Rockets winning it those two years when Michael Jordan, A, was playing baseball, and B, came back a little too late to be as effective as, as he possibly could. And then when we saw once Jordan got back to being Jordan, there really wasn't any competition. As far as what's going to happen with Golden State, real quick, I, I will say this. Golden State, if I'm Golden State, uh, for Clay the Max, I'll uh, for Kevin Durant the Max, I take next year. And use it as that type of year, like the Bulls, where I just put kind of everybody on the shelf. I treat it like when Michael Jordan was playing baseball, we'll be good. Maybe not good enough to win a championship. But in a year, we'll have everybody back and we'll be able to kick everyone's butt. That's exactly how I handle it if I'm Golden State. With the Thunder and everybody else, you know that you've got to be aggressive. I mean, with Clay Thompson and Kevin Durant out, I just cannot see any more of a gift being given to you um and also along with this couple of just i'm kind of going through random thoughts here i hated absolutely hated golden state sending that full page ad or spending money to take out that full page ad in the newspaper in toronto congratulating the raptors because golden state figured out a way to make it about themselves one more time a it's got their logo on it b i believe Steph Curry is hugging Kyle Lowry, but I can't 100% tell because Kyle Lowry's got his back turned if, in fact, it is him, and all I can see is Steph Curry's face. So not only do you have Steph Curry's face, you've got the Golden State logo on there, sharing time with Toronto. Thanks a lot for making it about yourself, GSW. I wouldn't want the Thunder to do this. Also, I really wouldn't want that team to be happy and celebrating if they beat Oklahoma City. That's just not the way that I roll. And then you had the parade yesterday, which was great. There were some great moments. Unfortunately, one of those great moments was not when you heard gunshots and people went, people uh, unfortunately went stampeding and a couple of people got hurt. I am surprised that that happened in Toronto. Very surprised that that happened in Canada because when I think of gun violence, I don't think of Canada. Unfortunately, I think of America a lot more. And I would just hope that if we get the opportunity to experience this, if the Thunder happen to win, and there is a parade in Oklahoma City, that we're not dumb enough to do something like that. And along those same lines, Toronto has had Jurassic Park. They've pretty much behaved themselves for the exception of the parade. You haven't seen anything really hinky go on in Jurassic Park. As far as bringing back Thunder Alley goes, I really wish they would bring back Thunder Alley. I don't think one incident should dictate whether or not people should be able to go out and have a good time in downtown Oklahoma City and be a part of something because, let's face it, there are only so many tickets that get printed, only so many people that can fit into the peak, and only so many people that can afford it. And if you're downtown celebrating with other Thunder fans, I can't think of anything better than that because that, to me, is the essence of sports. This wraps up this episode of Locked on Thunder. We'll be back tomorrow to talk more about the NBA draft as we're just a day away starting tomorrow. And until then, may God bless you and your family. Everybody love everybody. Peace, love, and thunder up. Hey, Prime members. 
You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.